Hello and welcome to a sad day. The season's over. We always start on the negative. <laughs> it's it's actually a positive. I, I, I couldn't wait. I've got to be honest. I was talking to a couple of lads at work. It's probably the longest season I've ever felt. This one. It's felt like two seasons in one. We've had two pandemics. We've seen Benicophobia play up front. Gregory Fletcher Vokes. And I tell you what, this is the first question for you now. Did Sam Vokes score his only goal of the season? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you forget about these things, but Sam Vokes did score a goal. Yeah. Against Aston Villa, I think it was, in the cup. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> they are, look at Well, we've got a great show, obviously, today. It's the final day of the season, a bit of a celebration as it's over. Not because we've done anything, obviously. It's a tailor to us. The season, yeah. Which is obviously good and bad, which we could all go through. I mean, we've got an obvious, obviously a show next week where we've got Ange coming on. We're going to talk about the actual ins and outs of the season, because Ange knows what she's on about. We really don't, to be honest, half the time. <laughs> But today, obviously, we've got the player ratings of the final game, which is brilliant because we might we might get more, more than six for a player. I think we might get a nine. Eh? A nine? Oh, <laughs> it's got me for folks, Auntie, and he's that sub appearance. Right, so yeah, here, we've also got a great thing for our new young player, Will Forrester. You know him well, or your mum knows him well, or somebody she knows knows him well. Well, he deserves a, a big shout out, scored a great goal. And a great start for the lad, isn't well, it? Oh, yeah, first debut. Bang, what a goal as well. Yeah, it's, it's a great finish for a centre-back. I can't matter get him up front instead of Vokes. <laughs> Vokes, you're out, we're getting Forrester up. Vokes should be crying into his cereal every morning to his centre-off. Well, it's, it's, it's happened a few times, hasn't it, where centre-backs in youth level have been brought up and become strikers. <laughs> Dion Dublin, Chris Sutton were both defenders till they become professional yeah. players. The thing is, I've always, I've always said it, that you should have goals from all over the pitch. Because the thing is, you can't... We have heavily relied on Fletcher this year, and we have needed more goals from other areas of the pitch. It's it, and, and the thing is, next year, lads do need to start chipping. I mean, you've got to look at last season. Clicker scored a lot of goals, not a striker. McLean scored goals, not a striker. We had goals, even though we struggled last year, we still had goals from other areas of the pitch that, that in the end, saw us through, didn't it? Yeah, basically, um, yeah. I mean, just had a bit of breaking come through that we're looking at Neil Taylor from Aston Villa. Neil Taylor? Yeah. Well, we'll cover that more in the transfer stories and rumours that have been just flying around. Just a second coming. They are live, live. even though no one's <laughs> going to hear it live because it's a podcast. But, yeah, to be honest, you know, he's 19 years of age, Willis. He's, I think, from the local area, from what I know. And it's great to see these young lads coming through. It has been, for me, the only major positive that's come through from this season. It's one the, thing I can applaud the youngsters have come through. Yeah, It's something that I think a large portion of the support have, have wanted for a few years. And it, it, it's a big success for me this season, as seeing these lads come through. I mean, the only, the only negative spin I can put on it, really, is the fact that, obviously, now we're a championship club, as... A lot of these young lads have come in and done well and off the country looking at them now and that's 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 a, a shame really for us, isn't it? But it's just the way nature of the beast of it. Yeah, yeah. Well to be honest, I mean he's been at the club since two thousand and seven. He's been right through the schoolboy, he's obviously born in all sagey, so would you class that as Stoke or is he sort of from us? It's kind of Cheshire but we'll ignore it. Well he just probably didn't want to go crude, did he? <laughs> well he would. <laughs> Apart from every youngster going because he's playing, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but 
you know, it's a great to see him get on the on the thing. It's a great performance from the lad. He apparently has been shining up brilliantly in the youth academy. We've, he's been on the bench a few times. I think he's made a couple of sub appearances, but he's now made his full debut, first full start, and I thought he was brilliant. Hats uh, off to Michael O'Neill. I think there's been a lot of people who have been having a go at him this season because of you know playing negative, well, playing negative, yeah. and he hasn't really gone out well this season. But he has looked more at the youth market he's trying to bring a youthful look to the to the side mm. and you know Christian Norton's one of them you've got Joe Berge you've got Nathan Collins you've got Aaron Suter mm. you know technically he isn't classed as you know a young young player but he's still come through through the through the system and, and, and in the past no one seen come through the system did they especially at Premier League level I mean it was just I mean Shanton never really did anything did he and left um, well, he's he's struggling in the Blue Square North now. I did see him in FA Cup game earlier. Yeah, he plays, he's struggling getting the Chorley side, which yeah. means it's not. He's going to be non-league completely yeah. if he carries on. He's going to be mixing some of the league town if he carries on. Yeah, I mean, I mean the only other notable one really was probably shot and once it, and I didn't like him anyway. <laughs> Well, he didn't really break through, did he? Because he had loan spell, loan spell, loan mm. spell, then came in. He didn't really... But he did, yeah, he is from local area and did break through. We haven't had many local no. ones because out of all the players that have played, you know, Christian Norton's from London, but played as well, classed as a Welsh player for some reason. I don't, don't get why that is. Silsby's now on some Then you've got Harry Suter, who's from Scotland, t- slash Australia, who's come through there. But he still brings to the point that these people have come in at low finances and if and, it, and it's just when we've watched these big transfers over the last few years that have failed you'd more prefer them come through the youth even if they fail it's not it's not killing us financially as it's in the, mm. and that and that's where we're at now in the championship we don't we sort of look at a player before when we're in the premier league and go oh he's only four only four million he's only five million now it's like let's look at it is he actually going to make an impact and, and actually do something because with financial fair play and stuff like that we've got to be very careful when we spend money haven't we now well I'd say it's going to be even worse because the FFP has been extended to four years now so people can get things in order basically two seasons have been blended as one so that part of the pandemic does come yeah. into its own but I've got a bit of a worry this time of it when offers do come in for us young players the fact is that we might have to sell because we can't even give Nick Powell a new contract because of financial fair play. We're, we're really struggling and it's it's all down to these hanger-on players that we'll probably talk about later on. But first, we'll have to go into the player ratings. It's going to be a good one. No twos from you this week, then. Well, there might be. Because <laughs> Sam Vokes, I think, did come on. Go in straight away with Adam Davies. A lot better from him today. After a couple of shaky games, to be honest. Club record, clean sheet, seven. Club record. He, to be honest, you can hear him all the way through it. When you listen to the match, you can just hear him shouting. He's largely had a good season. I know he has. Towards, he has. I know towards the end, he's had one or two. I mean, at the beginning of the season, he was top draw for me. Brilliant. And you just sort of thought, Jacku. Yeah. Davies just slotted straight in. Did it? Yeah. yeah it was I think we haven't missed Jack Button whatsoever. No. To got in the Palace side. He started played. He started made his debut for Palace. And from what I know. From what I know, he might have played in the cup, but I know he hasn't played in the Premier League. Which is insane. Well, to be honest, apparently he's even getting on the bench because yeah. like Wayne Hennessy's been back on the bench, so yeah. his career is literally nosediving. Nosediving. So the one point yeah. eight million pounds is like a bargain now yeah. <laughs> at the moment. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. But to be honest, I think Davies. 
it, it's kind of, I feel sorry for him because before we had like an ex-international goalkeeper that played a lot of football in goal for Stoke, who, you know, finally left when, you know, two years before they should have sold him. But then now a young goalkeeper's come through, a really talented young goalkeeper that we were in two minds of, what do we do with Joe, Joe Berger? Because the thing is with him is that, for me, I see him as the future of Stoke because of his age, he apparently has been amazing for Peterborough on his loan spell. So it's always a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because the thing is, if from a manager's perspective, he's always going to sit there and say, "I love competition for places." But the problem is, is Berjik's good enough to play, and so is Davies. Yeah. And, and and the thing is, it's not like Berjik's come in and done really, really well. Not just come in and been like, "Oh yeah, it's all right." He did. He did brilliant. Yeah, he did. He did and and, well, and yeah. the thing is. From his perspective, he's thinking, well, really, I do deserve play. So I understood the loan, but the thing is, it is going to be crunch time, really, in the close season, what he's going to do, because, like you say, Berzik looks like the future. To be honest, I think it's good competition to have two goalkeepers. It is, yeah. Decide and figure out what he wants there. We've got another two young goalkeepers coming through as well. You've got Blondie and you've got uh, Broom, I think his name is, who are two young goalkeepers yeah, as well. Yeah, I mean, I've read today that Gunn's... Not going to get renewed, that's what I've read today. Which I'm glad about. I'm glad about as well. Another loan spell just doesn't really help us. It doesn't make any sense having three goalkeepers. To be honest, it's it's really surprising how shaky Gunn was as a goalkeeper. He he didn't do too bad. I'm not going to sit here and say he was an horrendous signing, this, that and the other. Well, when he first came in, he wasn't too bad when he first slotted in. It's been when he's played of late as well. I thought he was shaking his first game and and then... then and then Davies sort of came back in and we looked stronger then. Mm. I, th- I think I just don't think he's good enough. He had a good loan spell at Norwich where he did massively impress. The Man City said, right, we'll let you go now because we won't get your career going. And then he's gone to Southampton and completely flopped. Yeah. He's come to Stoke. Yeah, because he nearly came Stoke before yeah. he went to Southampton. Yeah, he went to Southampton instead, yeah. yeah. At the time, it was very close to him coming to Stoke. Yeah, because um, they had Fraser Forster, didn't they? And yeah. He had problems with his wrist. Too much, you know. And um, <laughs> he basically was brought in to be back up, but he knew because of Forrest's injury problems, he was more likely to play more games at Southampton mm. than he was at Stoke. Yeah, but, he, he, his career has really took a plummet, really, because it was big talk of him slotting in at the City. Well, it was big talk. He was going to be the replacement for Joe Hart. Yeah. He's in number one, and that's not going to happen. The thing is with me is that I've, I, I'm surprised at his drop because he came in to become number one. Because you've got to remember, there's an £8 million deal attached to it as well if we fancy getting him permanently. What, six months he went from being first choice to third choice? Yeah. Because of the arrival of Bergic and Davison. It's about him, it's about his character now, how he picks himself back up, because if you get the best out of Angus Gunn, he is a good goalkeeper there. Yeah, but it's um, not going to be with us. So. It's not going to be with us now. Right. So now going to a man I've been slagging off all season, to be honest. But he played at the right wing back role and he, he put an incredible performance, which was Tommy Smith. He was pushing the ball forwards, he was ruthless when he was going through, he took his chance amazingly. It's a great goal. And I've got to be honest, it was a great overlapping run, broke through, beautiful little pass through to get him in, one touch, bang. bang. Yeah, and, he hit, and he hit it with some power. He, he hit well. it well as well. It reminded me of the Tom Edwards one. Yeah. The first season we came, was it the Premier League where he smacked that cracker in? Yeah. He reminded me of that. Very good finish. And I've got to be honest, I can't go overboard because we, we've got to look at it as in on a whole season. As a whole season, I don't think he's been good enough. 
Yeah, but aren't you player rating him on the game against Bournemouth? Oh, if a player, yeah, if a, right, I mean, we've, we, we forgot to put a score in for Davis. <laughs> Give him four, well, he scores, but... <laughs> Over the season. <laughs> I'll be honest, he played really, really well against Bournemouth. But again, is it one of them games where there was really nothing on it? I know there was a lot on it for Bournemouth, but for us there wasn't, so we just went out and relaxed and played. And it really frustrated me, why aren't these players putting the performance in it against Bournemouth for the last three, four months. Mm. That, that comes down largely to our inconsistency as a squad. I think, I think of late, people have sort of had a dig at Michael O'Neill for being negative and doing this and doing that. But the thing is, at this level, the players need to have a long old look at themselves because there is some good players in our squad. And, and there's been a few that have just not performed, like they finished like Vokes and stuff like that. But he should still be looking at himself. He come for big money. Mm. And at the end of the day, it's when he's had the opportunity, he's done nothing. Mikel's another one where you see certain games you think yeah I can see why I come in then other games you could throw some at him yeah. and, and, and that's the thing we have got good players at Stoke but they're just so inconsistent yeah. and, and, and that's the frustrating thing and, and at the end of the day Smith most weeks I go five, six, five, six, five, six. Yeah. He did well this he did well. Oh yeah, he did well yesterday. Yeah. I mean we forgot Ray Davies as well. I'm gonna give Davies an eight. Eight five. To be yeah. honest, I'm gonna give um, I'll give Smith a an eight actually. Yeah. It's a good goal, good yeah. finish. He played well. Played well. Played well, well up and down the wing, yeah. Supporting the midfielders and the and the defence. I thought he was pretty good. Right, so now we're going to Norwich to Davies, a bit of a wave. Bye bye to Norrington mm, Davies. Shame really, he's done well for Stoke. I think. I think he's. I think he's probably the the most successful loan we've had this season. Yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah he's, he's been a fantastic signing to be honest. And to be honest, he looked he looked at home mm. in the kit. To be he honest, settled, he settled in so quick. He, like if he settled in straight away, and he's, he, to be honest, he's the most natural left back we've seen since Eric Peters, which you know shows that if we had the money, we'd probably go out and get him permanently because then we'll take a look at him. I mean, would you take him again next season? Yeah. 100% yeah definitely I think the problem is I don't think we will because I think that Max Lowe's going to leave Sheffield United I think one thing we've always been overly like sort of scrutinised is the fact that a lot of players come in at Stoke and just don't hit the ground running and the thing is Davies come in and he's like he'd always been at Stoke yeah I'm not saying he, he's like let the place up but he, his work rate and his and his determination and everything else just fits the Stoke mould, doesn't it? And yeah. And I always thought to myself that the fans are there. He's had some massive receptions because that's what Stoke fans like. And, and for me, he's been a consistent in his last six months. Well, I just like him. I like him because he could play left back and he could play left wing back. Like yesterday, he was bombing forward, supporting the people. Was well, that the defender once yeah. yesterday? So. Yeah. Every time he got the ball, he was just looking to get him forward and try to create yeah. something. Out. I like the lad. And if we could have got him permanently, I'd be over the moon. I'll go in with a, an 8 as well for Norrington Davies. I thought I was really impressed with him, to be honest. Yeah, 8's fair, mate. I think you're going to see a few 8s. It's been, it was a good performance. Yeah, it was. It was a very good performance. Now we're going to see Danny Batts. Danny Batts? He led the, he led the line well, didn't he? Um, he? He showed some leadership qualities yeah. yesterday, to be honest, which we haven't seen from him for a while. We know he can. To be honest, ever since I think he, he had the armband took off him, I think it's been a big drop in Danny Batts mm. this season. Because that's another thing that's got to be sorted. We need a consistent player captain. who's going to be captain yeah. for a good while. Cause it's been Mikhail, Lucas, Allen was captain for a bit. Then it was Danny Batman, James Chester. It was like whoever wants it next. Mm. And when you've been like Stoke, where we've had a captain for seven years being the same man all the time, and Ryan. That's partly the way we were brought up there once. Captains were captains. Yeah. He, he, he had a captain and that was it. It's not... 
it's not something like oh you have it this week and pull it pull a name it reminds out me of Arsenal don't you Arsenal are quite like that where they swap the captain every 10 minutes they did yeah but they didn't when we were growing up oh no they did it was, it was, Tony, it was Tony Adams and then it, it was yeah. Martin Keown and Sol yeah. Campbell and then yeah. it's like long old man mountains of captain yeah then yeah. he went to like people now who get here in and out the squad who's he was I think Flamini <laughs> Flamini was captain <laughs> no wonder they wouldn't be crap yeah. <laughs> that's really honest. I love laughing at, at Arsenal yeah, you know amazing. I said the other day who's the only team that's going to not quite get in that all English final there's only one team I went Arsenal (laughs) guaranteed they're an embarrassment I love it now because I watch Arsenal fan TV they're all like oh clubs are disgrace (laughs) it makes me laugh blood obviously Uh, so I'll go with with a 7 for Danny Batter but he did well I mean he made some good good important titles in the first half to keep Bournemouth at bay I mean we've always said though haven't we he is a good defender when he's not getting battered by pace and and the thing is I think yeah, yesterday it was us battering them with pace a yeah. bit more than than them and and to me we sort of closed, shut them out at times but it suits back that sort of game I remember you remember any good performance bats had in the Stoke shirt a lot of the time they've been patient games and, and not teams that try and play on the break because that's when bat struggles and the thing is, for me, he, on his day, he can be a real, real asset. So yeah, like I say, I'll go over seven. Thought he did well, really. Yeah. On Probably. to debut man though now. The hero, the man of the hour, the new <laughs> Ryan Shawcross is here from All Sagey. Scores Maradona star goals. Scores incredible goals. Let's go on. You couldn't have wished for a better debut for Will Forrester absolutely fantastic from the young lad I've got to be honest it's one of the most memorable debuts I've seen since Adam Rooney and to be honest let's hope he doesn't end up like Adam Rooney <laughs> please don't tell me you just cursed him well to be honest I was there at Brighton I went that game it was the last away game I think it was the last, last game or was the last away game and I can remember Adam Rooney coming on the pitch scoring this hat trick and I thought we've got the new way Rooney we're going to be up next season I don't think he scored again it was like oh over again but to be honest this young lad he's 19 years of age and some incredibly strong defending a, a lot more mature than his age should be really yeah, I'm he chipping him with a great goal and he chipped him he's, that goal was brilliant really yeah. from a, a centre back yeah. <laughs> you know, bang out like that. a centre back should be sitting at home rocking his chair can't score I can't have these defenders in Madison <laughs> and to be honest I, I was so impressed with these young lads that have come through this season and it is a credit to the club for the youth. Well, it's a credit. It's a credit to the coaching staff. The the defensive coaches are doing a brilliant job because we just. Keep well, it's same with the attackers. As you've yeah. set up is absolutely amazing at the moment. Yeah. We're, we're untouchable. I think we is it eight nine games unbeaten now or something. Yeah. We, we could get promoted. So it's fantastic what's going on as youth academy, and they're obviously with this new analytics team that we've we've heard of and haven't really seen a lot of. They're obviously going out and getting good young lads and putting them in our academies and bleeding them through. Mm-hmm. So for me, as youth academy is the way you go forward now. I mean, yeah. there's a setup at Norwich where they produce young lads and then keep those young lads going in so they don't have to spend a lot of money. And I think it's a great way of doing it. It today. is, and, uh, and it is something that we need to start doing more of, not just in defence but attack as well. Yeah, everywhere. Because the thing is, I like experience when it concerns midfield and defence and stuff I don't like it up front don't get me wrong I know Fletcher's done well for us this season but the problem is he's played one he's been injured he's played one he's been mm-hmm. injured folks can't hit a barn door no mm-hmm. he's finished the thing is I'd more prefer to see some of these kids bled through up front and see how they get on 
for me, if, if you're going to have a partner with them, have somebody who's 25, 26, not someone who's over there. Yeah, I mean, but for a young lad that we've got through, we've got Collins as well, we've got now got Forrester coming through. Now with the emergence of Forrester, I know it's only one game and he's made it a memorable day and I would let Chester go now for a young lad. I'd let James say, I'd say, thanks for everything you've done, we don't really need the experience because to be honest, these young lads are coming in and putting well. better performances yeah. in. Suter's been better than Chester, he's been yeah. better than Bat. You've got Collins who's been better than him at well. He's shown up he with Toby Smith first yeah. half of the season. So for me, these young lads, they've got bits of experience now. They know the league works. Both Collins and Suter does. Mm-hmm. I want to see Fletcher on the bench, Fletcher Forrester on the bench, and start implementing it into the team. Yeah. I mean, it's memorable. I'm giving him a ten. I'm giving him man of the match, Forrester. It's an incredible one. <laughs> I've, been, I've been waiting to give a ten all season, and finally I've done one. And it's a good move. He was brilliant. <laughs> he was absolutely brilliant. He was strong. His tackles were perfect. Aerially onto everything as well. The crosses were coming in. He was winning. He was absolutely Ryan Shawcross esque yeah. against Cardiff when he won us the game. He was brilliant. I can't, I can't knock him at all. No. Ten for me. Brilliant performance from the lad. That's a notable one. I tell, well, I, I, I tell you what, I'm going to get him on the back of my stoke next season as well. I've got a feeling. I did it with Adam Rooney and I regretted it, but hopefully this time I'm not going yeah, to do it. I did it with Arnica Johnson. <laughs> that, was a dis- that was just a disgrace. <laughs> right, so now we move on to John Obi McCall, who again. He's like, really well. like a renaissance <laughs> He's been brilliant since we slagged him off. He's been brilliant in the midfield. I tell you what, his pass to Matondo is absolute top draw. I would Outside of the foot, through the middle. I mean, Matondo probably should have done a bit more. I mean, to be fair to him, he was some great last-ditch defending, but the pass is inch-perfect. Well, you've got to remember, it was his pass that started it all up for Tommy Smith as well. Yeah. It was... That's what I mean. This, but where's this been all season? Now I'm hoping if we do give him a new, new, new deal, which looks like it could happen, depending on who leaves, if he can start putting that renaissance in and putting them performances in like that from now. Well, to that's where his quality comes in because both the Matondo chance first off, and obviously the setup for Smith's goal. That's where that top draw quality comes in, and he yeah. showed it on Saturday. Showed it on Saturday. Yeah, and that, that's the thing. That's what he needs to do more of, and that's for me what older players should do. You need to show, yeah, all right, you might have lost a yard or two, but you need to show that real, real quality ball even there where that's the reason you played for Chelsea, that's the reason you played Champions League football. That, do, do you know what I mean? Like, you used to see great passes of a ball where they might have lost a yard of pace, but they could still play a 70 yard ball. I'll, I'll be honest with that performance. I'll, I, I was going to give him a nine, I was. Well, I'm giving him a ten. <laughs> And the reason I'm going to give him a 10 is I can't remember a better performance from a midfielder. That's the best performance he's had in the so I think that's the best championship midfield performance I've seen. What, in the whole league? No, no, no I mean, I mean in a stoke shirt. Yeah. I can't say Klukas. I know Klukas was brilliant, but it was just goals. That, he was, he was completely controlling the game. Bournemouth were near enough at one point towards the second half of the game. We're putting two players on him. To stop him making the clever passes and, and stopping Bournemouth's play. He was destroying their play and then making incredible passes. Matondo was like, oh, I'll take these, running on to him. You near enough to set up two goals. Yeah, there's, there's, there's your point from last week about not playing him as that, that sweeper. Is when he's played as a midfielder. Yeah, when he's high up the pitch, he's creative as he can, well. He can control games yeah, and, and he, can, he can he can make things happen. His confidence is coming back. I know you know it's taken a season. <laughs> <laughs> Until the end of the season, <laughs> he's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but 
that performance was amazing. I, I can't diss it at all. It was it was an amazing performance. Yeah. So it gets a ten for me because I can't remember an all round midfield performance as good as that. I mean, Lucas yeah, he scored them great goals and got a ten from me. It was just because of the goals. He wasn't spreading play and sending somebody down the left wing clear through on goal and all that. Yeah. It was an incredible performance. Yeah. So yeah. I'm giving him a ten. You've definitely had your hopes today. You. <laughs> <laughs> it, was just, it was just such a good game it, to be honest it's been such a dour season at times we have had great performances don't get me wrong that performance against Bournemouth was very very good and I, I, I think as it's 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 an 11 it was good because some weeks we sat here and gone he was good he was good he yeah was individuals good. He was were terrible off. he wasn't great on the day but we pulled through yeah. it, collectively as a team performance Saturday it was one of the better performances well we won't rate that yet so we'll go a bit higher so I've got a 10 what are you going I'll give him a 9 oh <laughs> what did you give Forrester I think why have you got to give Forrester a 10 it was because I'll let you have the glory mate. he was like Pepe <laughs> he was like a young Pepe destroying everyone <laughs> right so now we'll move on to Thompson Good energy again in the middle, and and see, he, he, for me, he is, he's very mobile, and see, he's um, he's getting there. Yeah. he's getting there. He's not far off. He just needs to improve the end product of his game. We know he's got a great ball on him. We know he's he's a good mover of the ball. I've I've got no question. And to be honest, if Lucas does go, we're going to talk later on in the transfer rumours. I wouldn't. I'm, I feel a bit safe with Thompson there. I it, think next season he needs that first team role. He needs that first team role every week in the in the pitch, just to get himself used to what he's got to do every week. Yeah, he's not he's not the worst player on the books. No, but he's no. not the best either. He's not the best either. But I think because he's so young, I think he needs that first. I think he needs the manager to go right. I'm relying on you this mm. season. You're our first team central midfield. Still a big jump though when he came really from what. Oh, he's, he's massively improved from when he first. Yeah, came. yeah. So I'll go in with a seven for Thompson. Seven's fair, yeah. Right, so now we're going to see Sam Klukas. Probably his best performance of the <laughs> season. <laughs> I know, it's another one. It's like, he was brilliant, to be honest. Yeah, he was, he was controlling bet, everything yeah, as well. Yeah, he's, he's frustrated me most of the season because his performances last season, he was our player of the season, once he? Yeah. And, and the thing is, he, he's just not got going this season, but in fairness to him, it's on Saturday. It was, I'd say it was probably his best performance of the season. Yeah, he he shows finally what a bit of form from last season. I mean, he got the obviously assist for the Smith goal, great ball through to get him away, and he was on at it all day. Had a couple of shots as well. I know they didn't come to much, but he he was in the right places. Yeah, he was making things, creating things as well, which is what we're used to. Probably just playing for that Blackburn shirt. Really. <laughs> it could have been, yeah. But to be honest, I'll go over nine. I think it was a very uh, good performance. I'll give him an eight. An eight? An eight, yeah. It's because he's leaving, isn't he? That's yeah, that's what it is. I don't like Blackburn. <laughs> right, so now we move on to a lone player that's had a, and also a renaissance for a 19-year-old. <laughs> My favourite word today, obviously. Um, Rami Matondo. Yeah, uh, one I, I've, I've not seen anything I think last two games you saw last time. three games I think he's been brilliant yeah recently. he's he's started to show what everyone was talking about and mm. and he looked dangerous he, he, the amount of time he got he, he found space I can still see a little bit of lack of confidence in him sometimes when he looks at the Macau pass and he picks the ball up now for me with his pace he should have took it all on his own and halfway through the run he sort of eases off 
and then as a look up makes a pass don't get me wrong it's a great cross and for me it's a world class clearance mm. in my opinion because he's free it's an open goal really Which he's only got edit goal. back he's only got edit back across goal and it's a goal and, and the thing is to me if you look back at it if you watch it back watch it three times now there's enough grass in front of him with Matondo's pace to go and punish that goalkeeper on his own and but the thing is where I feel sorry for him is he's going to leave and he's going to end up back at Schalke and that confidence is going to drop again because mm. for me what we've seen in three, in what's it is what you were talking about at the beginning saying if we could get him cheap enough he's a great player for us I think he could get better and better really I think he would come he will come yeah. he, the problem is it's money Yeah, this is the big problem because I'd take him every day of the week I would mm. I said that right from day, day one in January yeah. and I'll, I'll take him now he, he's a player that will go on to be something once because I mean ever since he got that goal against Nottingham Forest it was a scrappy goal we know doesn't but matter. he's improved doesn't he's matter. improved his goal can improve anybody but he's gone from having like ratings of four and fives to now getting six sevens and like today he's going to get a, he's going to get an eight yeah, again right. that yeah. ball for the Fletcher was I perfect yeah. all Fletcher had to do was just jump and get his head on it yeah. it was bang on him yeah. and that's the thing we know he's got quality he can play on the right he can play on the left he joins permanently he becomes a he causes defenders problems. he's so quick yeah, he's he lightning yeah and if he's running at defenders and for me the more goals he, he gets the more confidence he gets you've only got to look at some of the best players to ever play they all say the same you go through a drought your game drops your head drops the minute you get that goal it don't matter if it comes off your side your are it don't make any difference yeah. it instantly lifts you but, but that's what I mean since he's got a bit of confidence now he's starting to improve and now it's come right at the end of the season but to be fair, he hasn't really been playing. He's doing a timing from last year. He's, he's doing a timing last year. We're back now for, for three million. And doesn't perform again. But to be honest, I'm, I'm impressed with Tondo. And to be honest, if an offer came in and we could get the business done, I'd get him, get him back definitely. I hope he does come back. And I'll give him a seven. Be a good addition for Stoke. Yeah, he would. He'd yeah. be a good signing. So I'll give him a seven. Seven. And then we put into Josh Tarman. Mr. Inconsistent. But to be honest, he did well. He had a lot, a lot of defensive things to do. Yeah, he defensively he was good because he was getting yeah. back. He had the pace to get back. And but I'll still stand by. He's not allowed to come back. <laughs> well, he, he, the problem is with time, which we always keep saying, and I'll always keep saying with him, he, he's got to start showing consistency. He's now at the ages now where he's got to prove, because this is what happens to a lot of young players, a, long, a lot of young players that were classed as quality, where, like Rubinho, for example, when he was a young lad, he was better than the rest. But then there's a time where you've got to move up and become better and become a, a first-team player. It's a key point, this is, in his career. Forget Stoke, it's a key point in his career. He's been out on loan, he's come back. He's been out on loan a few times. Yeah, it, it's at that funny part of his career where it's like, well, you really need to start showing some real quality because the problem is, he can go either way, can't he? At Premier League level, if, you, if you're at that point in your career... You might get an off decent move to the championship, and someone might keep you for a few years, and then it give you a chance to get yourself up. The problem is that championship. If you don't start performing, you can end up League One, League Two, yeah. anywhere because yeah. it's that quick. It's like we were saying about Jack Butland. Not three, four years ago, you're talking about 25, 26 million. Yeah. You're now looking at can't get on the on the bench at Crystal Palace. Sold for one point eight. Could end up leaving Palace on a free by the time his contract's up. I think he'll decide a two-year contract as well. There you go. So the, the thing is, your career can be right up there at one point 
and right down at the bottom. And the thing is, if clubs look at timing, what's the big attraction? You've been out alone a few times. You've struggled getting a Stoke side. Who've struggled? It, he's, there's no real draw towards him. So to me, on a personal level, he really needs to start performing. If he stays next year, well, he's, he will be staying. Yeah, next year. he's got it. He's got to take his chance as well. Right. I'll give him a seven for the performance. To be honest, yeah. did a lot of good in defence, really, which shocked me a bit as well. Because every time we see him defensively, he's been woeful. Yeah. But he actually did a round against Bournemouth. He kept kept the wicket quite quiet. Uh, right, Brown. Um, he's he, he's a good squad player still for me. I, I still think he's a rough diamond. I do think he's improved massively in the last few months. Yeah, compared to before, the before. He's, he's not afraid to put himself about. He works hard. He's got a lot of energy as well. He doesn't tire easy. And to be honest, I get the feeling he's a good I like how he drops. I like how he drops from deep as well. Yeah, I like his drops from deep, but he can he can involve and play. The problem is. I'm still not 100% sure on where play Jacob Brown. That's my only issue with him because I don't think he's a good he's good at delivering and I think he's a bit wasteful when he gets chances. He can score goals, he's proved that. I, I do think he, he comes across as he's quite a good character though. I just think you look at the lads sometimes, they all seem to come around Brown. I, I just think maybe he is one of them players who he has good around the, t- around the, the first team as well. I, I do like him. Yeah. He, he never, his head never drops. He always works. He, always, he doesn't give up. He, he does remind me of a, a poor man's Walters, to be honest. He, he has got bits in the tank, but the problem is, like Walters, it was never every week. Like Walters, you should have like one, two months where he'd have great scoring and then would go missing for a yeah. bit and end up out of the team. Yeah. And Brown, to me, looks like that kind of player. I can understand why we brought him, because I think there is a player in there. Yeah. To me, there's got to be more from him. He's got to score more goals if he wants to play up front or if he wants to do it. But for me, as a squad player, he's improved us, yeah, he has, yeah. to be honest. So yeah. I've got to go... I'll go on with a seven, because yeah. I think he should have took his chance in the second half as well. I'm impressed with Brown. He's ended strong, and like I said, I think he's been our best signing this season. But... I think once he gets that consistent place on the right or up front, I think we'll start seeing some joy with Brown. Yeah. Right, so now we'll go into the substitutions, and there was only one really of note. So, Norton, another young lad came on, so, 90 a minute, only had a bit of a run around really. Yeah, and then Sam Vokes came on for Brown, hopefully the last run out for the club. Let's hope that's a draw after that. And to be honest, have you ever known anyone more unpopular? In a Stoke shirt than him. Carl Hartborn. <laughs> no, yeah, Carl. Dave Kitson. No, Dave Kitson, he, he, just, he just didn't work out, did he? But he, he didn't tell himself, though, did he? Anyway, no, he like, didn't tell I didn't really want Comstock. No, but, that, but that, was, that was years later, wasn't <laughs> it? At the time, I always had a bit of hope with Dave Kitson, but it never lived up. You know, Sambo, I, I think it's got to be, to me, after all the lessons that apparently learned, that's got to be the worst signing. That's a big call, mate. Oh, no, well, this one, one since we dropped to the championship. Oh, since we've been and in the done all right. Lee Gregory's done all right. And plus, we got him for notes. But, you know, for seven and a half million rounds into nine to score what? Was it seven goals in two and a half seasons? Mm. It's, it's, not, it's just not good enough. No. No, and, and especially when it's come on big money. And the thing is, when you're a striker, it's more blatantly obvious in, in, a, in a way. Into, you look at all the positions in the pitch and sometimes you can go missing in games and it's not quite as obvious. If you play as a striker and you're not scoring goals, 
people notice. Well, yeah, when you pay as well. Matter, if we've got Sam Vokes on a free transfer, I don't think people will be asked as much. But because we've paid such good championships, yeah, it's more obvious. People, people, we're fuming. People point it out because if you come for big money, then it's like anything, isn't it? You buy something for for its own, and it's cost you next to nothing, and it breaks. You just go, hey, it's all right, and it costs X amount of money. Whereas if you buy something that's dead expensive and it breaks the first day you have it, you go, this is a disgrace, <laughs> ring it up head office. Yeah. It, it does, it's, it's no different, it's just the way way you wire it. it, it everyone, everyone kicks off if, if something expensive breaks within two minutes, but if it's cheap, you just burn it. And, and that's the thing, it's no different than football. It comes on a free and don't work out, you just get rid of it. Yeah. It's not lost, you've not lost anything. By the wages you've paid him. Right. Yeah, get rid. Some sort of use Bergic, Sparrow, Coates, Malone, Taylor, Jones, and McCarty. So, mm-hmm. an entire academy there on the bench, really. Yeah. Right, so now we're going to the actual performance from Stoke. So, what rating are we going to give that? Well, I'm, I'm going to give it, I'll give it, I'll, to be honest, I'll give it a 10. I thought yeah, it was a great it's a performance. performance it's, uh, that's probably the best performance I've seen all season, really. But I know because it's been a long season. There's going to be other games that I just can't remember. It's been a long <laughs> winter. It's been a hell of a long season. It's, it's felt and it's still long. And plus, because they haven't been there, you don't sort of attach to it as much. Because the games have been coming that quick and fast, it's like you haven't been able well, to breathe. We've said this before, haven't we? Obviously, when we when we sort of do player ratings, that like your opinions can be very similar when you're not going the games because you're only watching the same as everybody else. Whereas when you go in the game and watching it, me and you have totally different perspectives on the game because I think sometimes you can pick out players the other pl- the other person isn't yeah. you sort of watch the game and you might go oh well I'm liking this I'm liking that and or we're having problems with a player f- from the opposite team and I don't know I just think you can pick the game a little bit more and dissect it a little bit better when you're there the is just going to be next season which yeah. we none of us can wait for <laughs> we can't wait right so Michael O'Neill's rating for the game nine yeah, I'm going to give him a nine. Nine. Yeah. I'll give him a nine for that because I thought it was laid out well. The performance was there. The Clean sheets away from me. home and a good performance as a, as a, as a squad yeah. as well. The only reason why I'm not going to give him a ten for that performance is because we had all those young lads on the bench. It took until the ninety minute, 90th minute to make changes. Yes, brilliant. He brought Norton on, but he brought Vokes on where we got two. Yeah, we got them. Vokes, I don't yeah. understand why I didn't bring two or three of them on yeah. to see what they could do for five or ten minutes just to, just to give them a bit of good run out against we'd won the game mm. so there's no harm in putting like a coach on or maybe bring McCarty's lad on yeah. I think it's his grandson isn't it mm. McCarty's grandson so he could have brought him on give him a debut see what he could do maybe Sam Vokes washes his car <laughs> to be honest <laughs> somebody said the so, other week so he's got some old moves. somebody said it on the other week on another podcast I was listening to and I'm starting to agree with him now that he's actually got something in his contract where he has to play. Yeah, yeah. Because it's Definitely. getting weird now because yeah. his performances are getting, you know, to the tier G levels of two and one. Tier G, that's weird in the day, isn't it? <laughs> but it is though, isn't it? His performances have been that poor over the recent years. Oh, yeah. that I don't understand what's been going on. Yeah, I mean, I know I've come back to it a few times, but I knew last season when we went Derby away, I thought Luke time and thought, you are finished. If that's your, if the, if you think that's an acceptable performance to put our shirt on, then I'm sorry, but you you shouldn't be playing football. Because the thing is, you can, we can all excuse a player for having a bad game, but there is now and again where you watch a player and go, that is not acceptable. You have walked out on that pitch and you have robbed us 
of a week's wages that you do not deserve. And you do see it now and again. I think I remember Wolshard having a game like that once where I sort of went home that night thinking, you do not deserve to be paid your there weekly wages. Yeah, but no, but I mean, what I'm saying is that sometimes you can have like, you can make an error here, you can make an error there and you go, all right, fair enough. But like sometimes over 90 minutes, you can look at a player and think, yeah, you've, you've robbed us a bit here. You really have. And the, and the thing with Vokes is, you don't know he's on the pitch some weeks. You really don't. No, he isn't, is he? He's just well, when he is, on he might as well not be. Yeah, he might as well be down to 10 now. Well, I don't know who they're get, how they're going to get rid of him, and we'll talk about that on the chance roundup, obviously, after, because we're going to go into the rumours that have come through. But yeah, I'll, I'll give him a nine. The only shame is a couple of more of those youngsters didn't get on and get a good, yeah. a good chance to see what they could do. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Right, so obviously we're going to talk about the transfer rumours that are coming in because it's that time of year again. First one, Johnson Clark Harris, which is probably the biggest transfer rumour. Well, that, that one's big, to be honest, if they can get hold of him because he's been, he's been on fire, hasn't he? He's got 33 goals this season. He's won League One Player of the Year. Uh, and for me, the big key one that we've always talked about is age. He's 26. And he's at a perfect age now. Like I say, he's, he's quick. Uh, and he is an all-round striker really he's an out-and-out goal scorer money will come into it I mean we have got 32 players on the books it, yeah. we're going to have to streamline the squad to, to be honest that's paper talk yeah that that won't be happening the, the, the worrying thing is the, the, there's four clubs interested yeah. two I'm not so, so worried about Swansea and Cardiff I'd say Swansea got money now then. no but I mean as far as stature's concerned yeah. I'm not overly worried about them too. The one I'm worried about is Rangers. The way Rangers are going at the moment, they will start attracting players up north. Well, they will. They, yeah. I mean, naturally. If Stoke had the money, we'd get him. The problem is they're going to want seven, eight million. For that's him. what. That's what they want. So between seven and eight and million. We can't afford him. No. Simple as that. So that one's dead in the water anyway. Because you know he scored fifty odd goals in the last two seasons with Bristol Rovers and Peterborough United. So. I'd love him come he'd be perfect for us to be honest from the way he plays and how he looks and the way he moves forward but I can't see it happening yeah I mean it, it's we always get linked with one don't we every year where you think that'd be a nice one but I, 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 if he's going to go anywhere he wouldn't surprise me if he ended up at Rangers because they, they've got money and it, to be honest it wouldn't surprise me if he ended up at Swansea he wouldn't or, surprise or, me if he stayed or stayed there because they've got promoted there in the championship now you might think right I'll have another go here just to establish it and score on this level then move on but apparently Brentford are in for him as well to replace Tony so yeah. if he if they don't go up so yeah another one this one's a little bit of a so it's, well, not a strange one, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past it happening. It's Corey Evans at Blackburn. Can't get in the Blackburn side, but was a favourite under Michael O'Neill when he was in charge of Northern Ireland. I, to be honest, I could see it happening because his contract's up. Yeah, but it's not what I want. It's not what I want. No, he, it's another one thirty. It's a short term again, isn't it? Three, two, three. It, it's not just that. They, if you can't get in the Blackburn side, what what do we want him for? Yeah. At the end of the day, I couldn't stand it's a free transfer. But what we're going to do? Get rid of Sam Clucas and replace him with Corey Evans. Yeah, it's it. it oh, we, 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 we I'll put it simple as this: it looks like we're regressing. We're going backwards now with transfers. We're letting good players go and replacing them with rubbish that no one wants. Yeah, it's. Um it's another one of them where you just think it's just a 
it's, it's for me that's a negative signing if, if we go down that road the thing is I don't care if he was a favourite under Michael O'Neill he can't get in the Blackburn side that's the thing that's the thing I understand he's got links with Michael O'Neill and to be honest that one will happen I've got a feeling that one will happen I think Corey Adams will join Stoke but it's one of them where I'm not going to sit here and go brilliant it's poor signing he's a player that's out of favour at Blackburn they don't want him anymore and we're going in it's another Morgan Fox yeah basically and fair enough he might be able to get a tune out of him because he might have at Northern Ireland but he was not a regular for him in the Northern Ireland side no I mean there's, there has been talk this week that Stoke have already started make, making contact with Premier League clubs over loan deals that they get because of financial fair play it's understandable really um, because that's where we're up to now isn't it really we, we, we can't start spending ridiculous amounts of money how, how is Tony Skull still in the job I mean, we've got. Do you know we've got ten players out on loan? Yeah, which are all signed by him. Yeah, ten. And and the thing is, most of them ten were supposed to have been first team quality. Yeah. Like, not not like well, well, not first team quality wages. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing that annoys me. Benic yeah. Fogel's on forty grand a week. Bowers on I think fifty odd. You've got players on massive wages and they're out on loan. Yeah, I mean, I've heard a rumor today that Atibo wants far for his place. But then I've heard other people say it's complete rubbish, and and the thing is, he's barely kicked a ball while 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 on loan. Yeah, he's played like nine games for Galatasaray. The 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 thing is with this with this system that we're in, because we've got so many players on large contracts that we just can't get rid of. It's the same story. I'm getting bored of talking about yeah. it to be honest. Because it's, it's every it's every season. We all get excited. We're thinking, oh, here we go. But then Corey Evans comes in. And then Neil Taylor comes in. We'll put this into context, a report this week. When Stoke got relegated, we had an £87 million pound loss right, yeah. at the end of that season. Swansea went down with us. Right, they had a £2 million pound profit. Yeah, because they sold all their players. <laughs> yeah. And even rented out, the, well, rented, loaned out the ones that had a bit of money to them but they couldn't get rid of because they were on big contract. That, there's the context. There's the bit where people sort of sit there and say, well... And they competed. Yeah, really went up. Yeah, he only just missed out. Well, yeah, yeah, and and that's I mean that's that's the thing. I mean on the on another front, this week, Joe Allen's talk about leaving. Quick, um, get, get rid. Quick. <laughs> Honestly, I had a look the other day, and they were talking about it as well on the Wizards of Drivel. If you look at his record since he's come Stoke, the decline is frightening. Yeah. It's absolutely frightening. Yeah, With him in the team or out. I don't think the injuries helped him this year. Well, I'm not just talking about this year. I'm talking about when he first joined. The, de- the declines of Stoke City since he's come through. I look at Joe Allen, and the thing is with Joe Allen, I look at him, he's supposed to have quality. And every now and again, he does. Every now and again, he looks like a great player that you're looking at going, he could guide us up. But it's two and far between. Yeah. He has like one good game out of six, or he'll have two out of two out of eight. It's not consistent enough for the man who's on 40 grand a week and cost us 15 million. Yeah. It's not good enough. No. And the thing is, when you drop down to the championship, I'm sitting there expecting, right, Joe Allen will bust us straight back up. He's done nothing. He's, yeah. he's never done anything. I, I, to me, he has got quality now and again. Quickly get him out of the club. He, he should have gone the year we went down. Yeah, I mean, I think he was just another one of them players who, at the time was touted as being able to rip this league apart 
and and it just didn't really work out because the thing is I think they sort of looked at it and went well we have got one or two players in that squad who should do really well at championship level but for me it's not necessarily the case you've got some teams now that the the sort of brought through on on analytics young lads who are hungry and they'll fit into the system that that they want to use and, and it doesn't matter how much experience you got this league will separate well, it's players that we don't want or players that weren't ready for the fight anyway. And there's, there's a lot of players like Benny Cofobio who didn't work and that was it. Threw his toys out of the pram and wanted to leave, but doesn't want to leave permanently. And it's like, well, if you want to leave, all I want Benny Cofobio to do was come back from Trabs on Sport and go, right, I'm joining Bristol City. Yeah. I'll have a half, I'll, 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 half my wages, I'll go there and try and get my career back up and running. Yeah. Go yeah. on, thank you. Yeah. Try it's it like I say it's um, we need to start getting these people off the books because just to waste the time and the, and the, whatever money we can get in and obviously the wage drop I'd love to put it to better use well else. the thing is if Barrow left this summer permanently and Vimy we could probably massively improve our side we wouldn't have to get players like Corey Evans and obviously the next link that was alive one that we talked about before was obviously Neil Taylor yeah. Now, an old, old I think he's 32, yeah. hasn't played for two years. I think the last time he was used in, was in Villa's promotion season. I think he went on loan at Swansea and lost his place. He'll come, he will. Yeah, oh, yeah, we'll sign him. Yeah, we'll love a 30s. Yeah, yeah, he'll sign Neil Taylor. He's done for me. Yeah. He's, not, he's not a player that's going to get you up. No. Simple as that. When you've got a young player like Norrington Davies and then you replace him with a 32 year old has been in Neil. Taylor you never know he might come in and he might get a bit of form back together but we did this with Stephen Ward same yeah. thing happened there he was done because yeah. he, he hadn't played for so long he was too rusty couldn't get those legs going again same with Neil Taylor he's barely played no. in the last two seasons I mean we have we have got other other ones as well um, Jay Matete who's out on loan at Grimsby Town Um 20 year old midfielder he's cheap at 800,000 I don't know much about him I mean he's out on loan he's made 20 appearances this season scored 3 goals that's probably more of somebody for the future again it's not he's probably one more for the academy and maybe yeah. bring you through um, I'm not sure I don't know a lot about him but he's 20 Apparently he's impressed in his lunch ball at Grimsby, even though Grimsby yeah. have gone down to non-league. Yeah, Millwall are interested as well. So, like Millwall have him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. He could be a good player as a young player. Is what we've been asking for, and apparently has impressed. He might be worthy, but I'm, I'm starting to get a little bit more disappointed every season now because we. It seems like we're now going to lose Klukas because every links is getting on a free transfer to Blackburn. And we're on about selling Harry Suter to Burnley. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, when you get to the Championship, it's like a transfer merry-go round with some players. I mean, we got we got linked this week to Stevie Humphreys at Rochdale, right? Let's face it, you ask most of the fans who don't know who he is, mm. but because there's loads of other clubs interested, it's like everybody else jumps on the bandwagon. Yeah, so who was So like, I've never heard interested clubs. Stoke, Forest, Blackburn, Bristol City, Preston, Sheffield Wednesday, Swansea. And you think, we'll be interested as well. Why are all interested? <laughs> We're interested. <laughs> Who? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
who played for Leeds now and for one. I've never heard of him. It, the, the thing that's disappointed me now is that because of the mistakes of Tony Scholes, the man who's now at Chelsea, who's the CEO, they start on the other. His mistakes in just signing checks and trying to buy us back in the Premier League have literally cost us now talented young. It's not just cost us then; it's costing us now. We might have to sell Nathan Collins and Harry Suter to bring in new players and keep Nick Powell at the club. That's how far it's fell. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in fairness... We're regressing. Yeah. We're becoming a mid-table championship club. I mean, there's... there's, there's I mean, you've also got the possibility of who's it returning, Ryan Woods. Um, I mean, he's a, he'll be into his last year of his contract. He will year. be coming back. He will. Yeah. Be He'll be out on loan again next season. I mean, it, it'd probably be difficult for him to go Millwall again. Um, to me, if he's going to go now, it'd be this would be the best time to let him go, really, on a permanent and try and get a little bit of money for him. Won't get any money for him. <laughs> won't get any. Quid. Money. <laughs> won't get any money for him. The, the fact is, with all these players that are coming back, we will not make a penny. We will lose money on all of them. They are that poor signings we'll lose money on all of them. The fact is, if, if Millwall were going to sign him permanently, he's been there two years now, they, they would have signed him. Yeah. I mean, he's, in fairness to him, he's played a lot of football for Millwall. Yeah, well. he has. Yeah, he has yeah. played a hell of a lot of football. He's played sometimes twice a week. Yeah. He's been in that side. He's been a sort of constant but for Millwall. It basically comes down to him. He doesn't want to leave that 38 grand a week at Stoke. No. Not until he, it's done. Not until that contract's up, then he'll have to go find somewhere else. The, the problem is what we've got now is because we've because of Scholes's inept 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 signings over a long period of time, we, we've got players that are on big money, who are you know you look at it it's like there's probably sixty percent of our wage bill is out on loan yeah yeah and, it is. and then we're working with twenty percent forty percent to try and build a squad and compete in the championship yeah. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, it, 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 they just keep coming. The links of Jamie Patterson, Nottingham, reported the Stoke, Forest, Birmingham, Millwall, all interested. <laughs> Every man and his dog's interested. He's um, a good player, Jamie Patterson. He, he, he'd be all right for Stoke, to be honest. Yeah, but another one at 29. He's all right, though. He is yeah. a decent player. He is playing. That's what I, I don't mind a 29 year old coming in who scored 12 goals in, in form I'd go yeah. yeah yeah go on we'll give him a go but when it's somebody who hasn't like Neil Taylor that hasn't played for two years and going he'll do a job no he won't no yeah. he won't I mean, we've we'll, seen it too many times now I mean you've also got Josh Windass that's also a link, been linked has that, that one will happen yeah that one will happen free transfer he'll come in and I've got a feeling he might replace Nick Powell because if Newcastle are interested they're going to be definitely interested now if they can get him for nothing yeah it's uh, yeah there's been quite a few links for the end of the season really so if we look at it on the, on the transfer front we are obviously trying to get players and we are trying to improve the side but I've got a feeling if Newcastle are interested in, in Nick Powell we can't afford to pay him what he wants there's a chance we're going to lose him for nothing yeah yeah. and there's a chance we're going to lose Suti there's a chance we're going to lose Collins and then if them two go, Tyrus Campbell might go, yeah, go on, I might take that offer to Leeds. Yeah. I might take that offer to 
Burnley or wherever you want to go. I, I still stand by the fact that I think it's a matter of if. It's a matter of when, not if. So the, the problem is we could come out at the end of the season with lost three of his top quality players, mm-hmm. young players, and having to restart again because Tony Scholes couldn't didn't do any due diligence yeah. when he was signing checks three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And it's gonna it's gonna end us for a few years. But I can't the thing is this the way he's doing this with the youth, for me is the future at this level. It is the way you've got to do it. Brentford are doing it year on year. And well, they, they play, buy them, don't they? they but, buy them. No, but what I'm saying is, is that, that these young lads that they get in, even if they're buying them, sometimes they're leaving. But it doesn't matter because the way they're doing it is financially viable as a business and it's good for the football as well. Quite successful, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and that, to me, at this level, is the way to do it. The problem is we pin all our hopes on like Tyrese and go, we really can't lose him. But the thing is at Brentford they've got like five or six players Yeah, they, they, don't they really want to lose. Basically when you look at Brentford yeah. they've, already got, they've already got a replacement. Lined so up. it's like yeah. they'll go Bye. <laughs> my piece going so right we found a youngster Watkins it's like Watkins goes so right we know, we've seen Tony at Peterborough yeah. Tony goes it's so right we've seen Clark's Clark yeah, it just keeps going it just yeah. keeps going because yeah. they, they'll sell him on for such heavy profits and then bring him in cheaper yeah. so they're always, they've always so got money in the bank running it as a business is working because the thing is like obviously we spoke about it last week as sort of what was going on at Man United it is a business and I think it's easy to forget that it's a business. There's a lot of money being played about with, and these owners still need to make a profit. And that when you're losing money, they aren't going to stand for it. And the thing is, the model that Brentford have got is they've got fans that are happy with the football they're watching, and they've also got a viable business there as well. Oh, it's a, it's yeah. a martially viable business. The amounts of money they're making from transfers is just frightening. Got to be honest, it's absolutely frightening. They're making money left, right, and centre for players. Yeah. And you know Stoke aren't like we've got a crop of good young players now but I want us to build around them and that's going to cost money and we can't spend it because of mistakes three years ago four years ago and yeah. they, they keep it's the same every year and you know when you're getting linked to players like Neil Taylor and, and players like Corey Evans these are players that you're going to give what two year contracts they're going to be squad players and then that's it you're going to want them out after the first season. And then the problem is, what if we rely on Stephen Fletcher at next season and he decides he wants to go back to Scotland? We can't renew his contract. Then we're relying on Vokes. Yeah. Relying on other players like that. We'll be a League One club. If you don't, if you don't start improving, no, they've, got, they've got to start improving what they're doing. And the thing is, is Michael O'Neill going to stay around when he's got literally no budget to improve the team? Where yeah. he's got loan players out to scrape bits of money together to make four signings. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But uh, I don't want to end on a negative note because we've had a good. <laughs> good no, we have. Good no, we have. The, the, the thing is, is that the, the the future is positive because we've got Michael O'Neill. We've got academy that's improving. We've got good young players coming through, and that's what we've got to hope us hope can maybe scrape us back in the Premier League and get rid of all these problems, and then maybe learn from the mistakes they've made. Yeah, yeah. Right, we're done for the season 
and we're finished today podcast is finished last one last one one of the season we're going to carry on going we'll always carry on going you know where we are we're on instagram we're on twitter we're on facebook we're on all podcast providers if you're on make sure you join and share and tell your friends about the podcast and please give us a five star review or any kind of review you can thanks for listening to all the best